two brothers search for the oldest smother while he tries to reconnect with his indigenous heritage. We're talking movies. We're talking Wildhood, Stark, starring Michael Grayeyes, Joel Thomas Hyde, and Philip Forrest Lewitsky. Written and directed by Breton Hammond. Chris, stand up like a man for once in your life. Listen, lucky he didn't hear you. He busts your head. He's small, but those raccoon hands of his are more unforgiving than his attitude. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Uh, we're not talking about residential schools, which is good, I guess. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Canadian Screen Award nominated and winning film, 2021's Wildhood. Scott, take us away. Okay, I'm going to say... Uh, I felt like Casey Kasem there. <laughs> I, you sounded pretty good. And this one goes out too. But uh, I just want to say I really... Like, I enjoyed this film a lot last year when we did our Canadian Scream Awards episode, which, you know, majority of the films we didn't watch. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's out. the Canadian Screen Awards, although I would definitely watch the Canadian Scream Awards. That sounds oh, like those something are... we should <laughs> definitely do if they don't exist already. <laughs> yeah, that was before we started. We were talking about horror. But, um, yeah, so so Screen Awards were, you know, majority of these films we couldn't watch. We just picked them on the, off of trailers. Oh, that's right. And, uh, or by the name. <laughs> if you yeah. go back and check out that episode, we're like, we couldn't watch this movie. Uh, sounded interesting. Uh, and, yeah, watched the trailer and just, like, randomly dissected the film from the 15-second or 20-second trailer. So, Yeah, because I'm going to say this film looked a lot better than the 30 to 90 second uh, trailers that I watch. And I just want to start by saying um, I'm sorry to everyone who made this film because who the fuck am I about saying all the things I'm about to say about it? Cause you guys did win a bunch of awards, but man, I haven't seen a film that didn't know what it was going to be or what identity it was. And to, as bad as this one, man, like each act is completely different different like tone and everything compared to the other one and it's like they were trying to do joseph campbell's hero journey but they just went step one and three and then just went right to 12 because like i don't know what the fuck this movie is supposed to be i i think it's funny that like i think you and i are gonna say roughly the same stuff maybe in different ways but like in my brain your comment about like who the fuck am i to talk about this because yeah it won a bunch of prestigious awards uh, it got nominated for, what, six Canadian Screen Awards, winning Best Supporting. I actually feel exactly the same way as you, where it's like, I, I probably shouldn't comment, but I'm fucking going to. <laughs> All right, do you want to start? You're meaner than I am, so you might as well start. Oh, so you were going to, like, good cop, bad cop this? <laughs> or yeah. bond well, cop, it's bad cop, be, or whatever? It's good good be, cop, uh, bond, bad cop? Yeah, well, that, sure. Because it ain't going to be a lot of good. Like, it's not going to be a lot of good. Okay, so I will also start with what I like enjoyed about this film. I think that it's important subject matter. Uh, I think the idea of, you know, indigenous, an indigenous youth being raised by like a white father who's basically trying to beat the native out of him uh, and, and really, you know, shaming him for that. I think that's awesome. Uh, the road trip kind of story. I like those kind of stories. Um, the cinematography is fantastic. 
which is funny because I'm like, this, the DP, the OP is uh, Guy Godfrey. And I'm like, why do I fucking know that name? I'm like, it's because we've talked about him on our show multiple times. So he's the cinematographer that did Slashback. He also did uh, Maud, but Brother, which also like cleaned up at the Canadian Screen Awards. Uh, we haven't talked specifically about that, but like in, I've made comments about that film, you know, cleaning up at the Canadian Screen Awards. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it should have won all those. Uh, but he's also the cinematographer on Little Bird, which is uh, Maya Tailfeathers film. So I was like, oh, OK, well, we're uh, covering a bunch of films and the cin- cinema- Canadian cinematographer for Nova Scotia uh, keeps showing up. So the the cinematography was great. All the acting was great. Like, if you were to just take this sh- this film as, like, scene by scene by scene by scene, the scenes are well acted. The problem is, is so A, I would argue that there's a whole lot of, like, how do I say this? Basically, the way I was thinking about this when I was doing my notes is that it's like when you write your, uh, not your treatment, but your outline – And you've got your story beats. You're like, okay, and I want this in my first act. And these are going to move me through into my second act. And da-da-da-da-da. And then you're supposed to kind of fill in the connective tissue. This just felt like a series of story beats. Like, like, oh, I I want a cool scene where the kid throws a cup of pee at his, like, racist dad. Okay, so how do we get there? And they just didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to the how or the why. They're just like, well, I mean... We're driving in a truck, so we'll just have him pee in a cup. But there's no logic to it. Like, there's so many scenes where I'm like, why is this happening like this? Like, hey, kids, I'm going to call the cop. Let's go. We got to jump in this truck right now and, like, tow a burnout out of here. It's like, or you could just get in your truck and leave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, and then you you see the cause and effect. Like, you go, oh, like, a couple minutes later, you see why they were doing that. But it doesn't, it's not rational. Like, there's so many sections that are just not rational. Also, hey, random dude I met, we should now go on this adventure. Like, again, or even the the sex scene between the two men. Like, there's, like, yes, they're kind of giving, like, eyes to each other. But compare that to, like, Brokeback Mountain. Like, there's tension. There is definite tension before between those two men before that scene happens. And so it resolves that tension. This is just like, no, 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 no. Oh, we're doing an LBGTQ film. Oh, time for the sex scene in the waterfall. Like, what? I was like, what the fuck? Like, I get why they were doing that, but I didn't feel like the the connective tissue leading up to it led up to it. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to give you some of the stuff that you um, touched on here and some of uh, the things I think. So one, in terms of cinematography, some of it was good. But some of it, like recently, I just bought the um, the iPhone. Oh, fuck! Here we go. I, I am. I am. I can't wait to see how this this explanation goes. So I just recently bought that phone, right? Because you know, new one. The 15's out. This one's cheaper. It has cinematic uh, cinematic mode on it. So half of the scenes of this movie seem like he also had that phone this phone and just decided to do cinematic uh cinematic mode on it because like the resolution that happens at the end when he finally finds his mom Mm. in the forest there or whatever and like you're saying it's like story beats so he walks he walks into the forest i'm assuming that was his grandmother 
that you know shows up at the beginning and could have just took him in the car from the jail to <laughs> to where right. he needs to go i, I thought uh, she looked familiar <laughs> yeah right like and then she's sitting at the like first of all i don't know how much pull she has that hey while this guy is knocked out in the police jail, I'm going to be allowed to sit in with him and, you know, pat his forehead with a cloth and like, like, and then just be like, once he wakes up, oh, now you have to leave and then just sit there while he goes. And instead I mean, of, hey. also, Jack, now that you bring that up, doesn't that also kind of mean that like that whole trip, that whole like crazy adventure has only taken place in about like three kilometers? <laughs> Give or take. Yeah, right? like they didn't really yeah, get like, very far. <laughs> but it seemed like it was because it seemed like what? Cape Breton to it was like BC to yeah, wasn't it like apparently like they're on the east country? coast, like, by the way. They're on the east coast, not BC. <laughs> no, but I thought at the end, don't they go to BC? Like, isn't that the reservation that the mom's on is in BC? Uh okay, well then I might have missed that part too. There I'll be honest, there are points of this film I feel like I zoned out. So you may have a better recollection. But of it. I also could I also well, I also could be mistaken because I know it could be just in terms of where they were filming too, because I know at the beginning they had stuff like that. Maybe that was just based off of where no, they were there, filming. No, the Mi'kmaq is in, in Nova Scotia. It's it's actually more like New Brunswick, Quebec is where Mi'kmaq, the Mi'kmaq nation is. Because uh, okay. that's also where Jeff Barnaby is from, but he's from more like the Quebec side of it. Okay. But I remember there's somewhere that in my head there's BC. I don't know. I also zoned <laughs> You're like, I watched a times. BC tourism ad before I watched this movie. There was a <laughs> grizzly bear. The... I just kind of glumped all that in. Canada's a small yeah. country. I get it. I get I get how you can make that mistake. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, back so... to the cinematography. Okay. So they're okay, in the forest. So, so they're in the forest. You know, and like you're saying, like tension, like this whole like fucking journey is I need to find my mom that I just found out is actually alive. Who I thought was, was dead. dead. Yeah, that, that my deadbeat dad fucking told me was dead. Then, you know, he comes up, she comes up. There's like um, like a little space between them. And he goes, you know, my name's Lincoln. I'm your son. And then it's just quiet. And then it's just a bunch of over the shoulder close ups of them walking without fucking saying a word. I mean, you know what and I did actually go- leading up to that though is is I think it's right before is it right before that scene where you see or maybe it is that scene where you see the like child version of him. And they kind of go with like a really dreamscape. There's like this young child and like a young mother. Kind well, of... that was that was interact uh, intercut in between the whole film because you never saw the mom's face. Her face was always like blurred. Out that's right. That's right. Thing, that's right. That's right. That's right. And he was just like remembering his mom, right? Trying to remember his mom as much as he could. But yeah, but then you know, so you have this, and then they're walking, and then it's just this over the shoulder shit that my iPhone could fucking record. <laughs> um, and then it's just like you have the resolution and i'm like that was literally like four minutes of of wasted time to just try to be like oh this shot would look good this shot would look good kid and the mom like reconnect after all the trauma and they fucking run to each other and like hug and like and like all their emotions are pouring out and i'm like you haven't seen your son in like 20 how many years like 15 16 17 years you haven't seen your mom 
and at no point you guys run to each other to like embrace it's let's go on another hike like, i've already done a lot of walking uh i love how that's your criticism though of the cinematographer is that he chose this like over the shoulder shot <laughs> and you're like my yeah, iphone man. could do it okay david finchner <laughs> it could it could though it Sean literally Baker. pull up any commercial for the for the cinematic mode for the iphone and it's all the over the sh- over the shoulder shots that you know the forefront's super in focus and the background's not but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, also... they, I, I thought the cinema, so, sometimes cinematography doesn't need to be super special. It just needs to be really competent. I thought I, I, I do not have any complaints with the cinematography in this film. I fee- find the film is just like sluggish and boring and it didn't yeah, need well, to be like the, the story itself has lots of possibility to it. It's just not written very well or executed very well. And yeah, like you well, said, this, so... this thing won like a ton of awards. So who the fuck am I to say that? But I'm like, I'm saying it <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, I, I, I understand. Right. Cause even what you're saying about their like, you know, supposed like sexing. Cause it, it did seem like it had like oral. No, no, and... <laughs> no, no. What I mean, like, you know how it's like their love finally, like, uh, like their manifests itself finally. physically. Yeah. Cause it's the same thing. Once they meet each other, like when they first get introduced to each other in that convenience store, it does seem like the one character is literally like already like um, predatory over the guy. Like, Hey, you like dirt bikes? What's your favorite dirt bike? I like dirt bikes. You want to get dirty? <laughs> <laughs> right? but, but when they see it, like, but I will give them this, like, cause I'm assuming like this, it's supposed to be like, end of summer beginning of fall when this comes because there is a lot of leaves falling and shit like that right yeah 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 how cold that water might be (laughs) oh fuck man to get to be able to get it up i like i give them props to be like that's how much they fucking wanted each other because it's zero below water and they still fucking both came right like i'll give them props on that Yeah, and that's our show. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So I don't even like, I don't want to say I don't recommend this, but I feel like I don't recommend this. Like it's, it's fine. Like I said, it looks good. The acting is great. Um, it, I, I think it's important subject matter, but it, it's, it is very sloggy. Uh, I mean, and not everything needs to be like, super dynamic and actiony and i use, i know i use this example all the time but like go watch schindler's list which is about the fucking holocaust and again i don't know if the word entertaining but like it's captivating it's captivating this is not like it's fucking boring and i, I feel like i even at the end of the what is it 100 minutes or whatever i didn't actually give a shit about these characters and not because there's nothing to care about but they didn't i cared about them actually it starts off pretty good you know, the inciting incident, you know, the arrest and then moving into the abuse of dad, which actually. So Joel Thomas Hines plays the dad. Doesn't he kind of remind, remind you of like a Ben Foster, like a character Ben Foster would play? I was going to say, like, uh, even like the introduction, uh, like, I don't know how much he got paid, but the the brother like the uncle oh yeah yeah, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. You, who you can tell is like 
I'm about to molest you kind of thing, but I'm not going to molest you because my brother came in. And you can tell there's like history there. And then it just dropped. At no point it's ever fucking picked up again. All right. That's what I mean, though. Like, so there was lots of scenes that like they would work on their own. And then like, yeah, there's either no follow through or they don't connect to the next scene. It, it, again, it's it's all, like I since I've been like taking formal screenwriting courses recently, I like I can see certain things that are being done. And it's like, like I said, so you write your beat sheet. I'm like, OK, so I can see the beat sheet like in this film. But then you're all and you, I can see how like they're using like a three act structure in each scene. But you need to bring them together. And it, it feels like that part just didn't happen. It's it's often when you sit down and you brainstorm, you're like, oh, you know, it'd be a cool scene. You know, it'd be a cool scene. And that's great. Like that, that is the preliminary aspect. But this thing even won like script awards and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I couldn't imagine reading this on the page uh, unless it unless it just didn't get directed very well. But I mean, it's written and directed by, by uh, Brett and Hannon. Like they... They had full control creatively. So, I, again, maybe it just didn't get executed. Maybe stuff got left on the cutting room floor. But, I mean, at 100 minutes, you had 20 more minutes or you uh, you had at least 10 more minutes you could have gone just to, you know, hit your standard two-hour mark. So, it's not like you had this, like, overly long film that you were cutting down. So, I think you just didn't shoot the material or you don't have the material. Yeah, I, to be honest, I thought it was 130 minutes. I thought it was a 90 minute film, but 100. Okay. <laughs> Scott, well, 90 minutes. You has just said 130 minutes. <laughs> sorry, 100 uh, an hour and 30 minutes. Sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Whatever. See, it's, it's it's I'm back to watching this film where I'm like, I don't even know the concept of time anymore. <laughs> like... uh, I, that said, uh, when Michael Gray Eyes shows up, like that, he definitely is like he's such a great actor. And the scenes that he's in, he he's very commanding. So I found that that like my interest went back up as soon as he got on the screen. You know what I mean? Yeah, but even still, going into the um, because what was it? It was like the uh the trans bar, right? That's where he brings them. Yeah, I mean, it could have been like just a like a it could be more than just trans. It could also just be drag queens and stuff like that. But yeah, sure, that yeah, bar. Yeah. Yep. But listen, I want to I want to be that fuck it um owner man oh, oh the like the Close madam up. or whatever a mad mom just look at people's eyes like i know who your fucking mom is motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> i know those eyes mother i just but that was the that was like uh, that was one of my favorite scenes where he was just like standing there like i don't give a shit about like uh privacy act and i'm like this ain't the government anymore <laughs> like they can tell you <laughs> like again yes exactly right and, and it was always like either there was not enough outrage for a scene like really like that's it's sort of like the room right like you're like really that's that's your response to that situation or it was like over the top like i said like let's get out of here oh, and also it's my dad like how did how did the dad get behind you know that you're in that tr like, just like, like especially know the direction you went right because you're walking and he was stuck in the house like, yeah while his car's burning down right but I did, I, I, I guess they, they did take a couple of minutes to watch the car burn so the dad could have gotten out at that time, right? Just to have that one scene. Of but then he just, like, randomly shows up at, like, just outside the grocery store? 
And when they pull uh, off to the side road, it's listen. You didn't. You, it, you threw pissed. urine at him. You didn't throw a bowling ball on the car. Like yeah, I, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, it's fucking pissed. There's wiper blades for a reason, right? And what chill? Yeah, watch. in like a McDonald's cup. Like it, again, it's not <laughs> like you threw like a mug at the car and broke the windshield. But they do the and he does that like hardcore like power slide sideways like the again that was someone being like oh you know what we need here we have got a little bit of laugh money money in the budget we definitely need some type of car chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough, enough bashing this film. Um, yeah, I'll say I agree with you. I, I thought the acting was was very well done, uh, but you know because. Hey, and this is the our second actor. film with uh, Philip Lewinsky. Because uh, I was going to say, he did, uh, that's what I was going to say. Like, he was really good in... Um... Bones of Crows? Yes. So, that's which, the thing. Which is, is like uh, an episode we did like two weeks ago. So, you should check that out for sure. Yep. I agree. He uh, I agree. he also, he gave, gave me like a very much like a river, like River Phoenix. Like, I think this guy is going to be a big deal. Like, he's young. He's starting to get some like really serious roles. His acting chops are great. Uh, I think with a decent like with what's when he's got a good script and proper direction, he's fantastic. And again, he's got a good look about him. Uh, I think we're going to see him in more stuff for sure. I mean, the uh, the other kind of I guess he's supporting. He won for supporting Joshua Onek. Um, he was also in Bones of Crow. Uh, he's in Little Bird. Um, I think uh, I think he's got a, he's got a like a great future ahead of him as well. Like all all of these actors are they did a, a, a like a bang up job. So <laughs> are you not going to say anything? Are no, you... I I just said that. Like the, I just said that. Yeah, but now I'm saying it, and then you win it. I'm not going to repeat and be like, <laughs> yeah, the actors did a great job because I started that fucking tra- conversation. So who like, did you did you watch this by yourself or did you make your kids yeah, watch it? Yeah, no, no, no. I watched it by myself um because yeah i knew it wasn't gonna be one that they're like like in terms of something they'd want to watch um no that's why you make them watch those films no (laughs) no that's the thing right like you gotta like slowly bring them into it right so right now they're in their horror like it's you know they're getting ready for the horror shit so we're watching a lot of horror movies in this household right now get them get them going with that so they're really going to be looking forward for the for the next month of of our podcast. Oh, because they get to watch cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? Uh, would you? Would you even recommend this film? Like I said, I I, I think I don't I, know. If anybody I would That's recommend thing, it to right? is like maybe filmmakers. I don't know. Like again, there's it, not. It, it's literally goes back to our intro, right? Like I don't know. Like for me, I thought this was like so boring, and I'm like, but. It won so many fucking awards. So, like to me, it's well, like won it a lot of awards me. in Canada, right? It won a lot right, of awards but, in Canada. But that's the thing. I'm like, it still doesn't matter if it wins a lot of awards in Canada, it wins a lot of awards in the U.S., it wins a lot of awards in fucking Argentina. It doesn't fucking matter, right? It won awards, right? Well, like, no, it does matter because I think that there's a certain subject matter that maybe resonates more so in a certain country especially uh like outside of it's just like sheer quality although it did it played it i believe it played at tiff as well so yeah that's what i'm saying right like to me it's like one of these things that it's like this might be bizarre world where it is me right like it's just me it just didn't resonate with me so, okay so i've got you... i've got some of the awards so fin atlantic is again like a pretty prestigious festival 
but it does tend to favor Atlantic films. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's it's an East Coast film, blah blah blah. Cinefest Sudbury, uh, it got the it got indigenized outstanding talent. So again, it's competing in a very specific category. Uh, it did get nominated for a Directors Guild Award. So I you like that one? That's that's like a, a across the board kind of an award. Like you're in the DGC, you get to submit your film. They were they nominated it. They nominated uh, Breton for that. Obviously, we already talked about the Canadian Screen Awards, and where it was like nominated for Best Picture, Director, Actor, Supporting Actor, Original Screenplay, Casting. I always find Casting a weird award. Um, and then it was in the Vancouver Film Critics uh, Best Supporting Actor uh, went to Joshua Audenick, uh, which is also what he the, who won the Canadian Screen Award, and then Screen Nova Scotia. So, I mean. Some of those are awards that, uh, like I said, are very specific to Canada. Uh, but like I said, I played at TIFF, so I mean, somebody, somebody else other than somebody thought it was good. Yeah, and also, you know, it was nominated at the Palm Springs International Film Festival. I don't know what the queer tease is, but it was nominated. Glad Media Awards, it was nominated. Well, those are all those so, are all LBGTQ awards, right? So it's definitely right. A strong LBGTQ themed film. And again, like it's a competent film. It's just not very entertaining. Um, it's funny because it's draw awards. It's it's got a one hundred percent rate, like fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes for critics, and seventy seven percent from the audience. But there's an asterisk beside that because it's only been reviewed by thirty five critics and fifty five audience members. So your mom, no, your dad, all of them went and like watched your movie and then you were like, "Yo, go on fucking Rotten Tomatoes and rank this and give me a good uh, score." Well, it's a good thing we're not considered critics for Rotten Tomatoes cuz we would bring it down to 99. Yes, 99. <laughs> but I'm done. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Please don't make me fucking talk about this movie anymore. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. Yo, man, I'm looking at the fucking poster for this, and it also reminded me I thought there was going to be more powwow dancing. <laughs> like, did I miss something? Like, I feel like the only, like, the primary powwow dancing is, like, that little section where he's, like, warming up, working out, whatever you want to call it, and he shows him some shit. Like, is there a part at the in the end credit scene that has... Yeah, been- no, no, in the end, they're both doing it, because he's all, the one guy's all dressed up, and then the Lincoln guy joins in because he he learned the dance. Yeah, but that's it. <laughs> like the no, fucking then... poster is them dancing and there's very little dancing in this film. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.